<laughs> hey, welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I am Babs Rose Ivy. I got my bestie. Hey, Ife Michelle Gardine. <laughs> hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you for having me today. Of course. Because you're ready to kick off the year Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. So, but for those who have been under a rock and ain't on social media, uh, Ife Gardine, uh, Ife Michelle Gardine and her crew at uh, Elm City Lit and Culturally Lit, right? Uh, they are they are celebrating the year of Baldwin, James Baldwin, who will be turning 100 years old this year. And so they have created a whole year of activities uh, to remind us and reacquaint ourselves with James Baldwin and and the and the uh, prolific work that he has put out there that is so relevant today. It's freaky. <laughs> what is it about Baldwin Ife that that uh that has um, captured your your imagination and makes you want to celebrate a whole year of his one hundredth anniversary birthday? Well, because our mission, of course, you know, I started this whole thing was to to enlighten everyone of all races, especially ours, about the the significance and contributions of writers of the African diaspora. Um, and James Baldwin's essays, books, stories, plays around race issues, um, Negro issues, like without being, were real without being like a, a sad story. Like mm -hmm. I love Wayne Hansberry, who he's dancing with in my earrings, right? But A Raisin in the Sun is like a misery story. James Baldwin <laughs> was like woke before there was a woke. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right? a good way to I like that. That's a good way to say that. <laughs> like when you look at like, and, and then like I was watching I Am Not Your Negro and some of his other interviews yesterday. Um from YouTube and there were interviewers that just asked some crazy questions to him. Like he's a black man. Like why wouldn't he want to be somewhere else where he was treated better? <laughs> <laughs> and, and James Baldwin had a range of work. Like, I mean, from, from uh, go telling on the mountain to Giovanni's room. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> to their eyes ain't to their eyes are watching God. Like, I mean, Amen Corner, Amen Corner. Sorry, getting my people mixed up. That's right, but, because they were contemporaries. So Zora Neale Hurston was his contemporary. So yeah, and, and she was a little bit older. I just, I yeah, I, a little, a little bit older, but yeah. but still, you know, their eyes are watching. I mean, Amen Corner to Giovanni's room to I am not your Negro, like. <laughs> He was he was so conscientious and so aware, and um, was thought of as like um, a rebel, I guess, in some ways. But appreciate it even more, and, and and folks need to know that like this mess that we're going through now ain't new. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't new. People been predicting stuff. So so. So talk about when when do you start to kick off this the celebration and honoring of James Baldwin? So the the first thing is January 20th. 
at um, the Bricks, 12 Victor Street in Hamden, where we'll have um, uh, the, our poet laureate, New Haven poet laureate, Shermont Influence of Life Little, and New London poet laureate, Josh Brown, doing um, Baldwin poetry tribute. And we'll have some music and some food. It is a pay what you can because, you know, we need some donations for our year. So we, I do raise money for Lit Fest. It ain't like I'm independently wealthy, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it costs money to like rent spaces. And every time we have an event, what people don't realize is we have to get event insurance. We have to get um, all kinds of things. And and I pay everybody. I pay the, the entertainment. Um, and we're going to talk about like there's going to be a book, a monthly book club starting at Possible Futures. Um, that is not, not like a book club, but a book group. Mm -hmm. So if you've read there, there are books on a list for every month. So if you've read or not read any of the books, we're just going to be having discussions about them. Then on the 29th at the um, Mitchell Library, we're going to um, be showing the film I Am Not Your Negro and have um, a talk, a, like a discussion, kind of talk about it um, that will be led by um, Eric Clemens, CEO of Concat Concorp. Um, and we have, and I'm uh, planning an event at the Beinecke to be determined date to be determined mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but that will be uh a um dramatic reading of several of his of excerpts of james baldwin's readings so we're inviting actors to come to to go to the vinecke look at james baldwin's papers and select an excerpt um to do that so that's but that's a date to be determined so coming so you, up so you have a whole year i mean the goal is is to do something every month in 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 the year of 2024 well over the course of the year mm -hmm. every month is a bit much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because i still got to plan lit fest and we have diaspora con coming up on um, <laughs> april 21st <laughs> I, I, sorry i wasn't i wasn't trying to add more to your, your big big ass plate <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. I mean, that was the plan. That was the plan. But then I like is 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 you know my staff they work other jobs, and um like I do this all the time, but it it's a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so 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 what what do you want people to to know about James Baldwin who who may not be readily familiar with his body of work? I want people to get an understanding of the depth of his work of how and get motivated like it's Sankofa it's like look back on the things that he's written there's something for everyone like like for real <laughs> yeah yeah because he, has, he, he wrote about family he wrote about religious things he wrote about uh homosexuality being black and uh I mean he was dealing with LGBTQ and BIPOC and and oppression and government mess, like in the oppression of everyone. Um, he was a humanitarian. He was 
so many things. And and folks need to know that he was just more than a black gay writer. And he, he made choices about why he, he left the country as mm -hmm. a lot of Renaissance writers did, like uh, uh, artists did, like Josephine Baker. I mean, and even current and more currently Tina Turner, like they chose to live somewhere else where they were more accepted. Not that you can escape oppression and racism anywhere in the world, but <laughs> yeah, except, except maybe on the continent. But um, I want people to take away that, like, like at least read something of Baldwin's or, or, or look at the film or, or look at some of his interviews and see how insightful it is. And all these, the, the activists and the folks who were, um, who are out here, you know, artivists <laughs> <laughs> to get some motivation because, um, oh God, now I can't remember it. I should have wrote it down. One of his quotes is about how art is, is more than, more than visual. Art is, makes you think. Art makes you gives you a, a catalyst for taking action. Art brings awareness. And his and his literary art did that in every way. I mean, the Amen Corner is about the dynamics of like a church and a play. Like it is just so profound to me the depth of his writing and how far he went with it. Yeah. And how yes, I, I'm always struck too. Um I, do you do you think a James Baldwin can exist today? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, because that's pretty, that's pretty profound. Well, Babs, uh, I believe, and there may be somebody out there coming up, up and coming. I, you know, um, like when Tennessee Coates came out with was his. Uh, against the world in me or against the world one? in me or whatever and they're like oh he's the next age and no he's tiny he's coat he's him right because he wrote to his nephew or son in his time he wrote to his son in his time in this time and james baldwin was writing for that time and inspiring people for the future Right. And so. And he had nothing to lose, like like he literally spoke and wrote like he had nothing to lose, whereas like you listen to people sometimes and they they at the verge of that. And then it's they won't you know, I can't say no, I there may be a James Baldwin ish inspired or person out there. They won't get the attention <laughs> mm. because when also when I look at these the when I look at the interviews with him or look at I am not your Negro, like it was a time where people were fighting for civil rights more and and folks were having were more apt to having the hard conversations. Now everybody gets all sensitive because it's not like you're going to offend this one or I got to be included or this or that. And everybody is included in those conversations. Mm. Right. Every, he addressed all issues equally and not like 
categorized and things are so categorized now that everybody gets offended. So people are like, oh, I can't like they don't want to say this, that or the other. So it's restrictive. Mm, and good point. when you when you speak to something like you have nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's real. It's more real. It's just more real. I love it. So, so, so what do you make of all this book banning? Because I'm sure there are some Baldwin books that are banned in places where they're banning black books about black culture and black activism. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people, the people that are banning the books are not the people that are, they're not taking their time to read all these books that they're banning. They're not even reading the synopsis of the books that they've been. They they don't even freaking have a clue what they're doing. It's like I saw I did see something too yesterday. I was watching so much stuff um, about the Nazis burning books mm. right right before they because it's a way to limit people. When I was young and and probably when you were young the. A lot of things that we read, books that we read, took us somewhere else, introduced us to somewhere else, opened up a world to us that we became curious about. When people read to their children, like people become more, it it, it just opens up their world. It shows them, even if it's Dr. Seuss or whoever, because they they man in Dr. Seuss, right? Because we're going with Dr. Seuss now. Like, it's a freaking rhyme, people. Like damn, green eggs and ham, really, really. <laughs> like they're breaking down too much stuff now. I'm, I'm really working not to cuss, Harry. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's it's ridiculous. Like what you you're banning is you want so instead of freedom of speech or freedom of thought, you want everybody to think like you. And so these people have limited, the people that are banning the books have limited minds. Florida, you -hmm. know, in the meantime, there's, I guess, there's pockets of people like in within Florida that I guess doing their own book clubs and it's probably independent bookstores shout out to them if they're maintaining their businesses down there because you need to do stuff like that. Yeah. Despite the banning of the books. So the books can't be in a public library. Okay, well, then maybe the library association can give book clubs, I mean, uh, independent bookstores a, a means to, or the publishers who have more money can give independent bookstores a, a bunch of books that are banned and to give away. There's ways around it. So you know, it's just ignorant people to me. It's just like, I, I just can't believe the level of the ignorance of people that run this country. <laughs> so so France um, took took Baldwin in, welcome Baldwin, love Baldwin. Um, and they in Paris are planning activities too to celebrate uh, uh, James Baldwin turning 100. So what, what have you, what have you heard or seen or, or know about what's going on in Paris? So um, a group of academics um, uh, in Professor Anthony Pender based in uh, at em- Emory University in Massachusetts um, are Baldwin scholars and they have um, 
for, I forgot how many years, had this retreat, this Baldwin retreat, writer's retreat and in Paris. And they also in Turkey, I believe he was in Turkey for a while. And so they, they bring writers together, a group of writers together to like visit Baldwin, the places where he was and he lived and they create a curriculum around him and also um, inspire to, for you to inspire to write your story. And, and it's a wonderful thing. And I, I hope to go this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to travel the world free, free. free. <laughs> it would be nice, but you know, somebody going, it's going to be a finance somehow. Thank you, Lord. I'm putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> yes. And, and Ife needs an assistant. So pay for us to go to Paris so he can celebrate. You're going to be in law school. I, I don't care. <laughs> Books, books can travel. <laughs> ah, so, all right. So talk a little bit about some of the things. I mean, you talked a little bit about some of the things that you're planning, but um, but uh, what, do you, what are some of the things that you're most excited about? What I'm most excited about is um, the, actually the book discussions. I'm not, I'm most excited about all of it. Um, the book discussions, because I, I, I want folks to come to get to gain an awareness you don't necessarily have had to go through like i got the books up here like i, got, I am not your negro so we're gonna show the film so you can see the film and you don't have to read the books but um what else i got i got um go tell it on the mountain like every every month you don't have to have read a book but if we can if you can come to a book discussion and we can inspire you to at mm. least pick up one of Baldwin's books or look at his body of work and apply it. Like I would love for it to be an inspiration, um, the film discussion, as well as the, the book event um, and the, the, the talk we're planning at the Bonnecke to be motivation and inspiration for for artists, for activists, for people who like, oh, wow, you know, spark some kind of thought about how you're, how, what you're doing in activism or how you're, uh, what your approach is to it. Because people really think stuff is new. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, one of my favorite things by Baldwin is his, uh, his, his critical analysis of uh, Native Son, which is, you know, one, oh. of the, one of the stories I just absolutely hate. Like I just absolutely hate it. Not not because I, I don't I don't hate it because it's black. I hate it because it, it's not for black people. It's not written, I think, for black people. And I feel the same way that James Baldwin felt that that this was not a real authentic attempt at showing some showing folks who we are. I think it was for a very specific audience to continue a narrative about what they believe about us. And this was, this is an easy, an easy uh, uh, acceptance for them to say, oh yeah, that's how they are. <laughs> well, it's like that book, that um that movie that's out now, is it out now? American Fiction that I want to see with Jeffrey yeah. Wright. Right. Um, and, 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 there, and there could be a debate going on now about like, there is a, a genre that is urban fiction. Because 
them books are going to come out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Wright was writing from his space of where he is. Like, I really, you, Black people are, are some of our are, are more accepting of how we are in our struggle and other people are not Babs. And, and there are folks who think they still think the native son was a painful book to read and even more painful movie to and a play like, and a play. It was oh. painful as, as beautiful as Victor, whatever his name was that played that role. He's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like you find the most beautiful man to play the most miserable thing. <laughs> oh, you okay. know, and then maybe saying we're going to get somebody writing about, oh, you know, native son, blah, blah. Okay. Because again, everybody ain't woke. It, like, like James Baldwin's just like brought, like if, if there was a term at that time, he was woke and there were other writers during that time that, that weren't. I mean, Zora Neale Hurston, her stories too, they're so rich and real, right? And and speak to the human side of people and why we have to do what we do or how mm -hmm. we have to behave. Like there's a story behind how people, why people are how they are, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, and they don't, and nobody flips around the side of the of native son that says, you know, bottom line was, I hope I'm not offending. I don't care if I'm offending. Anybody. It was a drunk white girl, like who was trying to seduce him. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, you know, you yeah. know he, Karen got drunk <laughs> and yeah. tried to seduce him. And then it was what nineteen fifty something. So that that turned left, and for Richard, that was that was a reality. I mean, it, that's that's just how that went. That how I feel about that anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I I love the fact that Baldwin was like, we gotta talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like we we can't just let this be out there and no critical analysis be done about it do you know what i mean in the same way that you would you would have critical analysis about any you know you would have critical analysis about any book that that spoke to uh uh the, the black experience no matter who wrote it and it is and what we have to understand too because people are quick to get offended about a movie coming out or somebody or something else coming out that oh that ain't us that ain't no reflection of us that you know, it's not like, okay, Medea ain't everybody's experience. Yeah. But it's somebody's experience because Tyler Perry did the Chitlin circuit to a whole bunch of churches all around. And that's, that's the foundation for now. He can make whatever kind of movie he wants, whether he was in a dress or not. People mad at uh, the buzz now is um, Cat Williams and his whole diatribe about how he he's saying all this stuff about all these other actors because he on tour all the time and they on TV they not on tour like they you know although Kevin Hart is on tour for ridiculous amounts of money <laughs> <laughs> like he needed <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm but what I'm my point is 
that there's always going to be that there, there always needs to be the all the every version of how we are mm. right and james baldwin in his just brilliance says okay i'm challenging this i want you to know that there's this is not our own this is that's his that's richard wright's story that's not our story that's not the dynamic and and basically he said what you said it was not written for us it was written for you to feel good about lynching <laughs> it was for yeah. like for real if you think about it that just gave you know reasons yeah. for white academics to like say okay well you know our our white women are not safe in the company our of white black women men. Even if they work for us, they're not safe. And so therefore, this is the punishment. And we can kill a 13-year-old boy who whistled at claim, the woman claimed whistled at her mm -hmm. without listening to her. Because again, Karen got drunk. And the, <laughs> the synopsis of Native Son is Karen got drunk and was trying to seduce him. And he did not know how to handle that. That wasn't his reality. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We could go deep. <laughs> but but that's, but that's, you know, and I, I love it because we could have this Baldwin conversation in 2024 because it is so very relevant in 2024. It's still very relevant. It really is. I mean, um, if I mean, look at Jonathan Majors with that woman. Say, it's, mm -hmm. For me, it's the same foolishness. It's the same. Oh, yes. It's the Bad. same conversation as far as but, I'm concerned. And, and yet, yet some folks don't learn the lesson of sometimes you can't mess with. If Karen ain't been with no black men until the black man got famous, I'm sorry. <laughs> she, listen, she didn't lose her marble contract. He lost okay. his marble contract. Okay. Okay, she got all kinds of sympathy. And I'm and I'm not defending whatever whatever happened in that vehicle, whatever happened. I mean, we heard that ridiculous phone call, you know, that the she I mean, she she saved, I mean, she taped him saying all this ridiculous stuff. Exactly. You know, I I it's a heavy I I feel like it's a heavy price to pay. He's paying a heavy heavy price for 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 this. I don't know. I I I would say a lot of it is an unfair price, but every price is pretty much unfair. I mean, no no one is gonna. It, it'll always be people be like he didn't pay enough. There'll be people who will say he shouldn't have paid at all. You know, it was unfair. It was unjust. I mean, it, there's enough of that. Um, and I, in I the just, meantime, then I've heard that his you know being with um the sister now. But ain't but ain't we always the rescuers in these stories? <laughs> we either the mama, the mammy, the auntie, the girl. You know, we are always because <laughs> she was not his first choice. This bridge not... called this bridge called my back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which is he... another book that people need to look up. This bridge yeah. called my back. This bridge called my back. And uh and so I I so you know, all of us that sit sit and watch this play out i mean we you know thank god you know no no white mob came and killed him but 
you know, when you when you take somebody's livelihood away from them, it's 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 the same as far as I'm concerned. Because where he gonna work? He got work. And the way he works is visibility. And if nobody is saying, "Come make a movie with," come and do this. Although you know, you know, the black community is forgiving. So we are very forgiving. So somebody, Tyler Perry, will give him a job, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever else is out there making Isn't films, it? right? Ava DuVernay might, she might. I don't know. I don't know how she feels about it. She might put him in something somewhere down the line. Um, or yeah, Spike Lee might not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have been with his sister in the first place. <laughs> so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so, so the Baldwin conversation um it's timeless uh, it's so timely and timeless so timeless it is he his just body of work like i have to I, i've been spending some time rereading stuff i'm glad i was cooped up in the snowstorm this weekend because <laughs> i like just rereading stuff and and re acclimating myself and, and, and confirming why this is really necessary and at this time when there are wars going on, when there are people thinking of like just disrespecting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. And not like James Baldwin talk about sources of thing. Like this is why people are doing this. When you do, when this is the result, this is the consequence. When this is a thing happening, this is a consequence. Yeah, that's pretty and powerful. It, and the consequences don't go away. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. Like generational consequences. <laughs> like, like we're still paying for stuff, right? Like we still like we seem to be the only ones still paying for enslavement, for misogyny, for racism, for I mean, we're we're paying a heavy, heavy, heavy price. Uh still. It is never ending. No, it seems never ending. Yes. Never ending. Yes, 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 yes. Anywho, so so, I am Nacho Negro. (laughs) January 29th. On January 20th at the Bricks, 12 Victor Street in Hamden. Mm -hmm. Come to the James Baldwin party. Yeah, see, that's the thing. There's a party. There's a celebratory component to this. So people don't feel like, oh my God, I don't want to come and be dragged through some, you know, whatever. No, it's celebratory of this man's body of work and the life that he tried to live and the gifts that he has given us that still speak to where we are in 2024. Because we're going to have some good music. Beyond the Salt Food Truck is going to have some good food. Woohoo! And um, we're going to have some complimentary beer and wine. And we're going to have the poet, the black, two black male poet laureates from Connecticut, um, Charmant, Influence of Life, inaugural poet laureate for New Haven, and Josh Brown, urban poet from New London, are going to um, do some, some Baldwin, they're, 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 originating some poetry baldwin inspired and i love mm-hmm. that for both mm-hmm. of them because they're they're just brilliant um because charmant blew it up at uh the inauguration 
<laughs> yes. That democracy poem. But anyway, yeah, so come out to those things. Go on um, our website and Possible Futures website for the monthly book clubs. And yeah, come through. I mm -hmm. see. I like it. That's a good idea. So I want to see y'all out there. So come go to the websites. And if you're on social media, I mean, it's, it is, it is everywhere on social media, which is really nice. And uh, we're going to blow it up for the inner city too. So we're going to put it, put it in our pages. Um, and so it'll, it'll be a good time. I mean, and you have a whole year of things planned. So people, so if you miss one thing, don't feel like, oh my God, I missed it for the whole year. No, there's, there's going to be stuff coming up. Um, that you'll want to be be a part of. Yep. And we're going to look out for, I mean, things will be coming up because um, Charmant will also, I forgot to mention, in March, we'll be doing a um, poetry workshop from with Baldwin um, writings as prompts oh, okay. or something like that. And that's in March, also at po Possible Futures. Um, and then the Beinecke thing will be, we'll announce that date soon. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Ife. It is always a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome to come on anytime. I appreciate you know, it. As things come up, come back and we'll talk about them. You know what I mean? Like as, as more Baldwin activities come up and, and bring some people with you if you want. <laughs> yeah. My people be working other jobs. I know, right? <laughs> the culture really let people, it's like the hardest working people in town. <laughs> they all in these art streets. They are in these art streets. Working, 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 working. So, so yeah. So I, I will be at, at pretty much all the Baldwin uh, activities because I am a Baldwin devotee, uh, and I think I think this is such a perfect time. So thank you for for uh, elevating Baldwin for this for the city of New Haven uh, because you. I think this is timely. It's really timely, and and we could get a few people to to get reintroduced to Baldwin or introduced to Baldwin, then I think you, your, your work is done. <laughs> That's the point. Like, you know, just come out and learn. Yes. You ain't gotta, we, we ain't asking you to read like the whole body of work. Like we have, <laughs> you know, I'm I a, it. I read, I talk a lot, but I read too, y'all. Yeah. She is an avid reader as am I. And I think that's a good idea, Ife. I might start rereading some of the Baldwin stuff too. So it's a, I'll pull my stack of Baldwins and just jump into something, see what's happening. So thank you thank so much you for so your much. time this morning. It's good to and see shout you. Shout out to my team, Charmaine, Juanita, Zanaya, and now Isaac Bloodworth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to keep and all Naomi. the community. Yes, keep the Naomi, community tight. Naomi. Yeah, yes. I love my team, but they at work. They working hard. They working. They gotta be at work. <laughs> so, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Harry. Play us out. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> Love.